0: Subject to eligibility requirements, rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
2: Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over twelve hundred games. I want again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five Casino, Casino. Win at High Five Casino. TikTok. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five
3: Casino. Ronananian. I don't understand why Saturn people still have a Saturn. The company's gone 12 going on 13 years. They're obsolete. They're done. The car's gone. It's it's a piece of American history. Just recycle it and it'll become a blender by Tuesday.
1: Thank God.
0: The Car Doctor. You know, sometimes
3: where the part sits in the warehouse affects its longevity, but the hose showed up, it was sort of rock hard already. You know, I, I don't want to buy a petrified hose, I want something made out of rubber. Welcome to the
0: radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in.
3: The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. It'll be interesting to see where in the future repairs go. Well, here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about leasing repairs and the current generation of of younger drivers that are, you know, in that in that 20 to 35 range. Are they really repaired or are they really prepared to repair a car? And that's the question as I kick off this 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 weekend with the car doctor. Thanks for stopping by. I, I appreciate you being here. It, you know, it's no secret, right? I'm the old guy in the gym. I go to the gym, local gym down here in Midland Park. And, uh, you know, I'm the old guy hanging out with, with the kids. The kids are all in their 30s and early 40s. And, you know, here's the old guy trying to keep up. And, and I listen to them talk about their cars and you know, I can tell by the parking lot. Everything is probably, maybe, maybe the oldest car in the parking lot is four years old, right? So you know they're leasing everything, most likely. Or I bet you the majority of cars in the parking lot are leased. And you can tell by the conversation because the conversation is all about well, maybe we'll do this, maybe we'll do that. We won't have it much longer. It's things like that. And I just, I just wonder, is that attitude going to? affect us long-term? Will, will it teach the generation behind them that you don't repair a car, you just lease a car, you just continue to lease a car? And, and I guess leasing is a regional phenomenon. I guess it's a, you know, it's it's as you go around the country, certain parts of the country are more economically depressed and, or above or below than, than the other, and, you know, where can they afford it? And the statement that I keep spouting as as I continue to do, you know, uh, leasing is a lifestyle. How much car can you afford and how much car do you want to afford and, 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 and is it worthwhile? But I also think about will the car be repairable? My wife's Explorer. She's got an 18 Explorer. It's got 17,000 miles on it and change. And I've been nursing this for about a year now. It's taken a year to finally get it to this point where the display cluster in the center of the dash, which is it's the map, the radio, and the climate control, and you can do it all touchscreen interactive. They call it an APIM module, and it's part of that cluster. And every once in a while, it locks up. You'll touch the map, nothing happens. You'll touch the radio, nothing happens. You can still use – they provide you with mechanical knobs on the outside, and you can still – get all the functions you don't get radio i'm sorry you don't get map choice the map choice doesn't change but it's just been an ongoing problem for about a year and i've tried a few things and nothing's really fixed it i'm just trying to catch it in the act when i can take it to ford and say hey here's what it does i've done some looking around and poking around as you would imagine i would and you know so the other day i caught it in the act where it did it long enough, I pulled over, and I watched it, and I took a video of it using my phone. And, you know, tap button, push button, um, you know, you you would just see it. Just It was like the car was haunted. The, the the display panel would illuminate the button as if somebody was pushing it, but they weren't. And you saw the screen change several times, and you saw it lock up, then you saw it release. And I've got, like, this minute-and-a-half video. So I, I stopped by my local Ford dealer and um, the, the, the good folks over here at Mawa Ford, and... Um, you know, sat down and, and, and showed it to the shop uh, service manager, the the, the shop foreman, uh, as it were. And he, he looked at it and he said, yeah, he says it it, 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 it could be the aPM it, it, it could be the display board. Um, you know, there's a few things it might be. He said, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to diagnose even if we have the symptom. So he says we're going to try one or the other. And, and I, I you know, I could relate to that. I've been there. I've, I've done the... You know, the you, you pin out every wire, you check every voltage, you check every signal, you go through everything you can possibly go through. And it's electronic. There's just no way to test it at field level, as I consider this. And it made me think about I thought about that this morning while I'm listening to the, the kids at the gym talk about leasing. And I, and I I understand that, you know, where will it be now? because Where will it be five years from now? Because how much how much more electronics can we cram into a car? We had a twenty twenty Ford Escape came in and the the different car, very different car. The twenty was the first year of the redesign, and the dashboard is so totally different. It's now it's a it's a probably a twelve inch monitor screen in the middle of the dashboard that does radio map, climate control. You know, and there's very little buttons in this. There's very little mechanical interaction. There's there's very few knobs to turn. Everything is push button, push screen. And I, I said to the owner, Ann, I said, you can see where they're taking this because they're getting you ready for what? Electric vehicles, self-driving cars, right? The next evolution. You know, look at a 20 Escape, and I'm sure there's others out there like it. All you have to do is just... Get rid, of the, get rid of the speedometer, get rid of the tachometer, get rid of whatever little gauges you got, slide that screen a little over to the left, make it about three inches bigger, and bang. All of a sudden, you're in a car with no steering wheel, and all it is is push-button and software. And how cheap will that car be to build? And you can see the evolution, right? They're getting ready. We're not going to own cars in the future. That's what it's going to come down to. They're going to laugh at us. My great-grandfather drove a 78 Buick LeSabre. My God, he was crazy. He owned that car. Could you imagine owning a car? And I, I don't think it's that far away. I think it's less than 25 years away. I think it's less than 10 years away uh, to a large degree. I, I, I don't think it's going to become an affordable thing. And then I look at that escape, and I look at the increase in plastic, And I look at the increase in electronics, and it's kind of like looking at a soda bottle or a plastic water bottle. You just keep thinking, recycle, 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 recycle. We just make it out of, you know, it's like we're going to buy the car or lease the car 10 times over in our lifetime. It's just going to become, you know, what was it? Uh, well, let's see. My, my, my Ford used to be a Buick. My, or I'm sorry, my Ford used, couldn't be a Buick. Well, Buick will still be around a little bit yeah. but my Ford could be a Buick. My Buick became, uh, you know, a Chevrolet and my Chevrolet became a Toyota. And it's it's just it's so uh, be aware. And, and I guess that's my point here. As we you know, as you look at the new cars and you're fascinated and, and you fall in love with them. Remember this. Okay. Don't, it's like dating. Don't fall in love with the first one. All right. And know that as you drive it on down the road, that first date's always a good one or usually is, but think about it long-term and can you live with it? It is really like dating. Can you afford it? Um, You know, do you want to look at it every morning? Uh, There's a lot I could say about this, but we have to keep this like family radio, but you guys get the point. Where will car repair be in the next two to five years because it's coming quick you can see it's changing really fast and you're going to have a computer screen in front of you within the next three years and you're going to go wow what happened to the steering wheel you watch you wait you see it's going to happen hello and welcome ron and any of and the car doctor here at 855-560-9900 here to take your calls and answer your questions a couple of things i want to talk about this hour or, or this hour or next hour uh, one of the two hours we got to talk again about the Takata airbag recall, because again, it's in the news, and it kind of blows my mind that we're going on with this. The folks over at Mitchell1, Mitchell1.com, have come out with some really cool wiring diagram upgrades. They've uh, taken their wiring diagrams, and they've made it, well, I'll tell you all about it when we get to it. and the folks over at All Data have uh, some conversation that I think is very applicable with regards to uh, Hyundai's Park Assist and some problems that people have had after body shop repairs, and we're going to talk about that. But right now, let's pull over and take a pause. When we come back, we'll kick the garage doors open. I'm Ron and the car doctor. Don't go away. We're back right after this. I can see we've got my theme song going this hour. uh, Let's get over to the phones. Let's go over and talk to... uh... It's Valentine's Day at the car doctor. Come on. Is it really? What day is it today? No, it's seven days away. Yeah, but next Saturday will be after Valentine's Day. So this Saturday, we're going to celebrate. Oh, I'll have to think about what I'm going to miss this car doctor for Valentine's Day. Um, Nah. Okay, let's get on. She never listens to the show anyway. I can do anything I want. She's not around, is she? Okay, just checking. Let's go over to Kay in Illinois. 07 Mercedes. How can I help, Kay? Welcome to the Car Doctor.
7: Yes, Ron, I have a 2007 Mercedes ML 350. Okay, backed into a mailbox uh, and had bodywork done on it. Since that time, the battery drains. The only way to keep the battery charged is to have a trickle charge on it. Right. Uh, the radio does not work, and in single digit weather, the lift gate doesn't want to work. okay. It's been back to the body shop twice, the dealership twice they can find no problem.
3: Well, then they're not looking hard enough. you know it's <laughs> you know, kiddo, give me a broken car i'll find I'll find a problem. It's like you know it 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 sounds like pretty clear cuts you know symptoms to me. So what I think about when I hear stories like this, right away my, my mind goes towards what's related to either the accident or the body repair. Now, in the rear of that car, in the spare tire well area, and I'm not sure where you hit the mailbox, but, and I'm not sure to what extent they had to make repairs, there are a couple of modules uh, related to, well, uh, related to the amplifier and then related to just operation of the vehicle that understand this is this is all this is a controlled area network. I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Um, such that if if um, one of those modules is is damaged or if there's a wiring issue or if there's a cross circuit and it's keeping one of those modules awake, it's gonna drain the battery and quite possibly not allow the radio to play. Does the radio light up or there's nothing nothing happens to it? Mm-hmm. Um
7: no nothing happens the okay. radio will light up
3: but there's no sound uh,
7: no sound at all
3: right no. and and if i'm not mistaken the amplifier module for that particular car is in the rear spare tire well area and that's which
7: what was i hit it kind of like in the uh would be close to the left rear tail light
3: right um and the spare tire is i think centrally located so yeah you could be in the but they can't. They can't find any. So in other words, what's their answer when you say the radio doesn't work?
7: Uh, they can't find a, a reason. I took it back to the deal or to the body shop a couple of weeks ago, and they went out and I assume they used a scan tool or something and came back and told me there were about twenty places that had either high or low voltage. Okay. So it would have to go into the dealership. Well, the dealership has had it for a week and a half and can find no problems.
3: Okay. So let me let me explain it to you so you understand it. So when you talk to them, maybe you can get them to understand it. How many okay. how, how many phones do you have in your house? Do you have a landline phone still? Yes. Okay. How many phones do you have? What do you think? Three, four, five. Three. Okay, three. three. Do you remember back in the day when if you left one off the hook, the other two wouldn't work? Exactly. That's exactly what you have in your car, but you have it with over a hundred different modules. So now not every, not every phone is on the same network. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk about, you hear me talk about data buses, and you go, my God, what's a data bus? Data bus is just, you know, you've got phone circuit A, phone circuit B, C, D, and so on, all right? There might, mm-hmm. be, there might be seven phones on A, five phones on B, three phones on C, and so on, all right? So, you know, the, the first thing someone needs to do is plug in with a scan tool, And do we have good communication between the phones? Can all the modules talk to each other? I suspect not. All right? You know, I I suspect that one of the phones is off the hook. And and they're going to find a communication fault. Now we've got to decide why do we have that communication fault. It's no different than anything else electrical. Do we have power? Do we have ground? Meaning we have good connection. Do we have proper signal between that phone and the next phone in line? All right. And that's that's really it in a nutshell. It's it's, it's just that simple. I, I, I sort of think and from my seat here and I try not to criticize repair shops because I'm not the guy doing the job. But if, if they've had the car for a week and a half and they're telling you they can't find anything wrong with it. You know, my first question is, what can you find? What can you tell me that's good with it? What do you know that works? And have you actually looked at the car? Because I suspect they haven't.
7: Well, this is not the body shop that's looked at it. This right. had it for a week and a half. This is the dealership,
3: right? This is the dealership, which yeah. you know the dealership should be able to eat an '07 ML350 Mercedes cars, thirteen, fourteen years old. They should be able to eat that technology in about twenty minutes. Uh, you know, it's it's this this is their bread and butter. They shouldn't have any problem interfacing and connecting with it. Where I I, I think the body shop does. I think the body shop is at a at a limit in terms of uh, you know. Cars are just accelerating in technology that the average body shop expends exorbitant amount of money and, and has a hard time keeping up. But the real question here is, first, this isn't even a conversation, Kay, about who's going to pay for it. Is it accident-related or not? This conversation with, with with the dealer has to be, what's wrong with the car? Exactly. And then, and then once you know what's wrong with the car, could this act be accident-related? Well, then we've got to call the insurance adjuster in and and make them aware. Now I've got to tell you, I probably would be. I would would probably let the insurance company know at this point if you haven't already. Okay. You know, just thank you. J- just because. And sometimes when the ins- when the dealership hears that there's an insurance company involved, it kind of gets their attention uh, because they they realize that you know there's it's it's not just K coming to them. It's X Y Z insurance company that's expecting them to fix it and. You know, it becomes a relationship thing. So,
7: um, okay. I, another question yeah. uh, on that rear bumper: if They overhauled that rear bumper uh, assembly. They did not replace that. Would that have anything to do with it? Depends
3: on how it was assembled. And it depends on what sensors are involved in it. It depends on how the wiring went back together. You see how it all connects. Okay. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. it's sort of like the man showed up to put a new phone in the house, and he gave you he over he gave you a brand new phone or he overhauled the existing phone, but when he put the wires into the bottom of the unit, he pinched them in the bottom of the door jamb, and now they're cut at a right angle, and they, they, they don't have good connectivity, you know? Well, so. they
7: charged uh, $1,100 to uh, replace their uh, rear sensor.
3: Okay, so there was a sensor involved. Here mm-hmm. we go. All right, uh, mm-hmm. that, that sensor is another phone on the line. It's another component, you know, so all these things come back to, I got to tell you, one of the, if this, if the sensor was the only component in that line next to the other modules, I think I'd unplug that sensor and see if the radio came back to life, but that's just me because I'm a firm believer in new doesn't mean good. New means never, ever worked. It's not a field tested part. Well,
7: I will tell you, my son has done something he calls like, uh, like a hard, uh, reset. What do you call it? Uh, yes. He disconnected. On the radio.
3: He, he disconnected the battery, or he disconnected the yes. radio, and yeah, yes. yeah. And yeah. it will
7: work for sometimes a couple
3: of days. Okay. Right. So there's obviously now I'm going to say there's a wiring issue somewhere that something's rubbing, touching, contacting, pinched. Something's not assembled right, and it's it's going to come back to. Is the radio the only thing not working properly?
7: The battery, like I said, drains the battery. Right.
3: So, yeah. and the battery drain, we haven't even touched on that. The battery drain is, let's hook up, a, let's hook up a meter and, and, and check for a current draw over time. It's it's got a timeout, and it sounds like it doesn't. And they've got to find the source of that as well. I would, um, I think Monday you're going to have a heart to heart talk with the service manager of the Mercedes dealership, Kay, and say, listen, this is your car, this is your bread and butter. Um, have you looked at it? And if not, why not? And when? and uh, get back to us. I'm curious what happens. Good luck to you. I'm Ron and The Car Doctor. We are back right
0: after this.
3: Care-free highway. Welcome back. We're on the the car doctor. We are rolling along here. Let's go over to David in Iowa. David, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help, David? Oh, David, you're there, sir. Yeah, yeah he, how you doing? Good up, will you? Yeah, well, you know the ions are in the way today. It must be uh, must be harsh weather in Iowa. Uh, either that or Iowa's still yeah. confused after the caucus. There's not a lot going on. It's uh, the electricity has to clear out the well, whatever. Oh, let's, I let's,
8: see. One you do that, they're going to be caught and, yeah. and uh, looking for you. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, and what, then you can just have a recording there. Says so, I told you so.
3: Well, there you go. So uh, what's going on today, buddy? How can I help, David?
8: Yeah, I kind of lost you somewhere.
3: Yeah, you there, David?
8: Well, I think I'm here.
3: David, you there? You think you're there? Where would you be if you, you were
8: yet?
3: Yeah, David.
8: Well, I don't hear you, Ron. I'll have to call you back.
3: Uh, David's going to call us back. Maybe he's holding the wrong end of the phone. Right? The this the one with the less holes. Well, whatever. Let's go over to John in Minnesota. John, while we're waiting for David and everybody else, how are you, John? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. And I can hear John. See, it's an Iowa thing. Wait, I I need a minute here, John. (laughs) This is an Iowa thing, all right? Yeah. First the caucuses, now the phones. Nothing works in Iowa today. What's going on? Poor Iowa. So let's try and help. Let's have prayers for Iowa. We'll start a campaign on Facebook. (sighs) John, I'm ready. Go ahead. What's going on?
8: All right. I got a 2005 Chevy Silverado and for... About two years now, I had the occasional ignition lockout where I get in and turn the key and lights come on, but nothing happens. Okay. Uh, I've messed around, done some internet searches, and sometimes I can get it unlocked by playing with the locks. Uh, sometimes it takes a few different tries, up to 30 minutes to try and get the thing unlocked.
3: You're but, what? David. You're talking about. You're talking about it like it's. You turn the key. You have dash lights.
8: Yes, some of them. Anyhow. Okay, uh, and if you if goes, you if it you, goes through the light check.
3: Right, and if you turn the key to crank, it just doesn't crank.
8: Exactly.
3: Okay, why don't you think it's a bad starter?
8: Uh. Because most of the time it's fine. But but then
3: half the time it's broken.
8: Uh, Right. And then, uh, like I say, uh, through an internet search, I found out that uh, you do a sequence of uh, turning the locks on and off. And sometimes that'll do it, and sometimes it doesn't. Then you just got to leave it set for a while, try it all again, and it'll work. Okay. Can
3: we be scientific about it? Sure. All right, let's go down to the starter, or let's go to the fuse box. Um, I forget which fuse, but there's a fuse in the fuse box that's going to tap to the relay that's going to engage the solenoid feed down to the wire. I'm trying to think of the easiest place you can pick up the solenoid feed to the starter. I'd I'd like to get a test lead. I I believe it's still a purple wire um, down to the solenoid feed. I'd still like to get a test lead on that. With a bulb or just a place where you could tap in with a voltmeter, and when you take it to crank, if you've if you don't have power to the starter, that's one thing. But if you've got power to the starter, if you've got hot going to the solenoid and the and, and the cable connections at the starter itself are good, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just thinking we've got a bad starter. I don't, and the only reason I say that is because the internet doesn't fix cars. The internet tends to confuse us. All right. Right, be- right. Because, and I'm not picking on you, brother, but it's been a year and I haven't heard you say you did any testing with a voltmeter. And I should ask that question. Have you done any yet?
8: Uh, no. Initially, uh, when it first happened, it was just a, a weird situation where
0: right.
8: I parked it out in the yard and when I went to move it back in the garage, it just didn't start.
3: Okay. So now the other thing, the other thing this could be. Uh, Grounds 102, 103, which are on the driver's side of the bell housing, and then the one at the back of the intake manifold. Uh, This is a 5.3, I assume. I should ask that question. Pardon? This is a 5.3? It is. Yeah. Uh, The ground at the rear of the intake is, is a common nightmare for electrical issues. That's main ground for the PCM or one of the grounds for the PCM. And then 102 and 103, which are in their cluster of grounds on the driver's side, second or third bolt up the bell housing of the trans they corrode sometimes they fall off sometimes they're just a bad connection they're just a bear to get to you need it up in the air so you can when when you put your head in the most impossible position on the driver's side and count up the side bolts of the trans just about the point where your head hurts from stuffing it into the floorboard you'll see the ground studs uh, the ground eyelets on the uh, bolt itself Um, but they've been known to corrode and create issues too Uh, but uh, you know I could take you down that path but Geez, wouldn't it be easier? Why don't we just go down to the starter, find the lead, tap in? The next time it happens, let's put a bulb, wire a bulb inside the truck. If that bulb is lit and you're confident that the cable connections to the starter are good and you've got good ground, it's 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 a bad starter. Okay. Uh, I, I I you know, and and I just I just I just don't want to get too far over the edge because right now and listen, everybody's got a different way of doing things, all right? I like a cheeseburger one way, you like it another. I'm just trying to keep it so that we all get the same cheeseburger. All right, it's it's let's just go for simple first. The worst okay. the, the worst thing that happens here is you spend an hour of time, you set yourself up to test the starter and you come back to me next week and go, "Ron, it's not the starter." The starter uh, there was no light or there was no power going down to the starter when this happened. And then I'll go, okay, so now let's go backwards up the circuit. But then at least we know.
8: Right? Right. Yeah, yeah. that makes good sense.
3: You know? it's Otherwise you're going to...
8: And, and I know. did read where the grounds are uh, uh, a problem.
3: Right. And that's okay. You know what? And And I'm not going to lie. Sure, do I use the internet? Yeah, I'll sit there and I'll Google something and I'll say, but then I'll also sit there and say, okay, but how do I prove it? you know how do i take a meter and and show that 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 this is a legitimate real world approach you know what i'm saying because otherwise right. you know otherwise it's it's been a year and you're still going well maybe this maybe that remember remember what i always tell you and i'll leave it here sometimes figuring out what's bad you got to know what's good you know what's right. good you know it's not that you move on to the next thing all right
8: Figure, figure out how it's figure out what is working.
3: Right, figure out what is working. Remember? You ever watch you ever watch Star Trek when you were a kid? All the time now. Right, yeah, still. I love Enterprise. I'm just getting through season 3. So, if you notice, every time the captain goes, "What's broken?" they always say, "Well, this is broken, this is broken." He always says, "Yeah, but what's working?" Cuz they always got to know what's working, what's left. Sometimes you got to play Star Star Trek and go, "What's left?" And that's the most important part of a diagnosis.
2: It. Put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over twelve hundred games. I want again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino. Come. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High
3: Five Casino. All right. Okay. So you call me back. You let me know if the start is good or bad. All right. Appreciate the All direction. Right John, you're welcome, sir. Good luck. Take care. 855-560-9900. Warp Drive, we're out of here. We'll be back right after this.
1: Welcome
3: back. Ron and Andy, The Car Doctor. Let's get over to Audrey in Maine. Audrey, you're on with The Car Doctor. How can I help? Thanks for calling the show today.
6: Hi, I'm calling. So I have a 2018 Chevy Colorado. Okay. Um, it has 34,000 miles on it now, and it has a lot of electrical issues.
3: Okay. Um, what sort of electrical issues, and who's diagnosing it?
6: So when I first got it, I got it with about 18,000 miles on it, and the first thing that happened was the stable tracker light came on. track, right? Yeah, the, yeah, and you couldn't you couldn't turn it off. Okay. Um, then the next time it happened, that came on, and and I told my husband that it seemed like my tachometer was revving a little bit higher than it normally does. And, um, like, the more the truck warmed up, it seemed like it went away. And then the next time it happened, um, that tracker light came on, and then almost every light on my dashboard came on, my power steering, my anti-lock brakes. My gauges went crazy, like they were going up and down. My truck wouldn't shift out of third gear, like it was stuck in third gear. Okay. Um, And I brought it immediately to the dealership that time, and I left it running so that they could, you know, get the computer hooked up to it. And they basically said there's a laundry list of codes. Um, It's been there for a month now because the only thing that they can really think to do is to... um, it in the morning when it's cold and hope all the codes come back on and try to go through them and see what's actually wrong.
3: Well aren't I think what they're trying to tell you is that it had all these fault codes they've cleared them and they're waiting to see what comes back. Is that a better you think that's more like what they're trying to do because if they if, if, that, if, 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 if they wanted to know what codes to pursue they've already, they should have a printout because they, they saw it and cleared it right?
6: Exactly. But the last time I talked to them, they said that when they've gone, they've got it to do it again, but they didn't have the laptop hooked up to it. So I'm a little bit confused. Okay. Um, and yeah, I would think the same thing, that they have a laundry list of the codes right. that came on.
3: There, there is there, there's a couple of known issues with this. Um, uh, one is the electronic brake control module. All right. Okay. Which, which is down under the truck. As a matter of fact, there's there's a few pieces of, of special service information from GM. They talk about problems with the connector of the okay. electronic brake control module being corroded on the inside. Okay. And what that does is now you've just created a short circuit, and if, if you want to think of it in terms of that, but a short circuit of electrical connectivity across various modules and circuits because a lot of things tap into the – I'm going to call it the EBCM, the electronic brake control module. So I don't have to say electronic brake control module every time. Um, okay. a, a lot of A lot of circuits tap into the EBCM, and so now oh. you've just basically taken, you know, think of, uh, you know, three or four major highways, and you've now just basically made three or four shortcuts between them, opening up the multitude possibilities of how many circuits can get cross-circuited to each other and, you know, turn lights on, turn lights off, um, have, have, have all sorts of issues. So... Uh, you know, at this point, let me ask you this: Was it wet? I realize it's been a month, but was it wet when they had the when when you first had the problem with the truck? Was it snowing? Was it raining?
6: Um, no, I. Well, my husband is saying, yeah, um, it happens usually. It seems to happen when you first start the truck, but the day before it was really cold, and you know, it seems to happen when the truck is cold.
3: Okay. So well, but was it cold and wet? Um, and I guess why I'm asking is how about a trip through the car wash?
6: No, Mm-mm. no, 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 no. Right.
3: How about if they were to take it through the car wash and then let the truck sit and come back the next day and start it? Is something oh, is, okay. is, is is something getting wet? You know, water, water's water's like a politician. Sometimes it takes a while to get it moving, and <laughs> yep. you know it's. It's just if you if you wash it on Monday and you wait till Tuesday and then all of a sudden it acts up, probably not a coincidence. Okay. All right. All right. So you know would that help them? Number one, number two, I'd be curious. You know, did they have communication faults? Again, let me let me explain this to you. Was, you know, it's funny today's communication day. I wonder if the planet's having problems communicating. Um, not 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 it not at you, Audrey. Uh, You know, it's funny, we've had a lot of calls this hour on canned communication. So you have more than one phone in your house, right? Or do you have landline phones in your house still?
6: Yeah, we do. Okay,
3: so you got like three or four phones? So Uh, We actually
6: just have one. (laughs) Okay,
3: rats, it won't work with you. Pretend you have three, okay? Okay. And, you know, back in the day, I still remember as a kid when one phone was off the hook, none of the phones would work, all right? Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. that's really what controlled area network or CAN communications are. It's just a giant phone system. And right now, the question is, is it one module, multiple modules, or the phone lines that are pulling the network down, making it do what it's doing? Okay. When you have multiple lights on for multiple systems on the average vehicle, it would be it would be kind of unusual to have seven different failures. You're you're looking for the common failure commonality. You know, you're looking for the one thing that creates all seven or all five or all four. Right? Makes sense? It does. So, you know, which phone's off the hook? If this car has a communication fault, a U, uh, uh, usually it's a U0420 um, would be a communication issue. I would really take a hard look at that EBCM. Um, the other thing that I would do, ask them if they've looked at data lines at the ALDL connector. All right? Do that. Ask them if they've looked at data data line signals at the ALDL connector under the dash, and that might put them back on their heels a little bit and let them know that you've been talking to somebody. And then uh, shoot me an email, ron at cardoctorshow.com, and let's get that answer from them, and then we can kind of talk, and, and maybe we can talk a little bit more on air. All right. I got to go. You uh, you know where to find me. 855 We're back right after this.
0: Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
4: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect.
3: Welcome back. we're on and The Car Doctor. You know, this this seems to be appropriate, right? We've had so many conversations this hour about cars with communication faults, controlled area network faults, uh, CAN system failures. This is out of All Data. The folks over at All Data, AllData.com, uh, out of their recent blog entries. Uh, 2013 Hyundai Santa Fe. We all saw the uh, Super Bowl commercial with Park Assist. Gee, what could go wrong with that? 2013 Hyundai Santa Fe, 49,000 and change miles. Park assist inoperative. The vehicle had been in a front-end collision, was in the body shop for repairs after the repairs were made and vehicle returned to the customer. The vehicle was returned to the body shop because the park assist system was not working properly. The tech advised the Body Shop Tech to connect the scan tool and check for codes. There were, there were none, so next they looked at live data, and the BCM, the Park Assist sensor, showed a warning message, which never changed whether something was in front of the vehicle or not. The Body Shop Tech removed the front bumper to gain access to the Park Assist sensor and found the green LIN bus wire, which is that style controlled area network, and the black wire were damaged and shorting together. The shorting wires were interrupting communication to the BCM. That's like textbook of what we've been talking about this hour. So the technician of the future, I don't think the future is the guy that can overhaul an engine. Yeah, we're still going to need guys that can overhaul engines, and we're going to still need people that do basic maintenance and troubleshooting. But the guy that can take a controlled area network apart and understand the data signals and look for problems at, at, at a connector under the dash and tell you that, yeah, hey, this module is and it's not sending out a proper signal – that's the technician of the future, so uh, courtesy of olddata.com. I'm Ron in the car doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.
1: The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome
5: to Ber- Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2.